Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. to tell you what this church has done, what this church has done. In this last year, just within the last few months, and you can go home and you can look it up for yourself, we had a huge case. If you'll look up New Hanover County, 150 girls were rescued out of trafficking. 150. We're not talking Atlanta, we're not talking New York, we're talking right here in New York, uh, North Carolina. This church, this church, if you're watching at home by line or you're in here, this church was very instrumental. You provided clothing, you provided housing, you had mamas reunited with babies. You provided trauma counseling. You provided therapy. And right now you've got six traffickers that are facing facing time. One of them is a defense attorney, is a defense attorney who was actually supposed to be protecting the girls. Don't ever think that your giving here at this church is not making a difference. Because I left a woman this morning who has been to prison 21 times. 21 times. She's been trafficked. She described to me how she was standing at a pit, at a grave. She knew too much. And they were going to bury her alive. Can you only imagine the fear and the panic as she stood by that grave, by that pit? What will my children say? Will anybody know I'm missing? Because the enemy thought he was going to wipe her out. There are some of you that have come in here this morning and you feel like you are standing by a grave and you're facing fear and you're facing anxiety. And I just want to share two words with you. But God. But God. Because not only was she able to break free and run from that grave, but she was able because of churches like the first church here in Mount Olive to run to Cry Freedom Missions. And she was able to get trauma counseling, rehab, therapy. And I saw the hands that said you had been into the shop. And if you have been into the shop, then Richard, many times they have met Crystal. Crystal is alive 
and serving Jesus. And not only is she alive and serving Jesus, but she just got a promotion. She's no longer working for me at the coffee shop, but now she'll be one of the teachers, one of the program facilitators at Cry Freedom Missions. And so when I told her I was coming to this church this morning, she said, tell them I said thank you. Tell them I said thank you. Tell them I've been reunited with my family that I had not seen for eight years. Tell them I got grandchildren and they call me grandmama. <laughs> the same God that did it for Crystal, he will do it for you. He will do it for you. I'm going to share a brief message with you. It's a, it's a message that I really have not spoke on many times before, but it is something that the enemy over the last few years has tried to wipe me out with, and it's fear. How many of you know in my job, you can have some fear? In my job, you have to be smart too. And so, Mr. Johnny, people ask me, do you carry? I want you to know, yes, I carry. Okay, I carry my lipstick, <laughs> a gun, and I carry the Holy Ghost with me everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Each year, we have to get some training. And I have 54 staff. Miss Karen, can you believe we started off with one staff member, and now we have 54 I remember state officials came to me roughly about six years ago when we were starting Cry Freedom Missions, and they said, you will never make it. You will never make it. I said, okay, tell me why we will never make it. You will never make it because you're one of those faith-based programs that talk about Jesus. And you will not make it because you need our money, the government's money, to be able to operate. I said, let me just tell you something. You can keep your money because my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. And when he gives you a vision, he will give you the provision. If God gives you a vision, if he's given somebody a vision right now, maybe you want to start a ministry, maybe you want to, if he gives you a vision, he will give you the provision. And he will open doors for you that no man can shut. No man can shut. And so in just five years, it made me feel so good to stand up to some of those state officials and say, I just wanted to let you know that in the whole state of North Carolina, that Cry Fruit Emissions has become the largest provider for human trafficking services in the whole state of North Carolina. And God did that. God did that. But Mr. Johnny, with a gun comes training. And so they lined up all my staff and gave us all guns. Ken Edwards is the guy's name. I don't know if y'all know Ken. He took me over to a place off of Arrington Bridge Road, and he said, Miss Beverly, it's very important that I teach you some tricks, some maneuvers, teach you how to protect yourself. 
We stood out there. We were trained. We were trained. It was hour after hour, Uncle Junior. And then Ken came, and he had a surprise for everybody. Certificates. Certificates that you had mastered today's amazing training. He started passing them out to Jonathan, to everybody, until he got to one person. He said, Beverly, I don't want to embarrass you in front of your staff, but you're not going to get a certificate today. You're going to have to stay a few more hours. I'm like, what you talking about here, Ken? Y'all remember that show, What You Talking About, Willis? I said, Ken, what's the problem? I said, I shot the target in the heart twice. He said, the problem is it took you 54 times to do it. <laughs> so I just want to warn y'all that if I have a gun, you best better run. <laughs> Remember that jingle. I might need to say that at home to you sometime, Rick. If I got a gun, you better run. <laughs> Kevin, you're in trouble. You made him stand up in front of everybody. Yes, you'll pay for it later. I want to talk to you a little bit about fear today, anxiety. Worry. I've had so many people messaging me. How many of you know the enemy wants to wipe you out? He wants to wipe our homes out. He wants to wipe our families. I'll be honest, Amy. Y'all preached my message with the songs today. You preached my message. Thank you to the soloist for getting real because I believe it's time that we as God's people get real and transparent. That's how we overcome by sharing our testimony. Thank you for saying that you had an argument in your family. We don't call it arguments because I'm a counselor. We call it intense fellowship. <laughs> and we can have some very intense fellowship in our home. Everybody, anybody been there? <laughs> hey, Hannah, you're Rick's favorite singer. Did you know that? He's always told us that. We have intense fellowship, and then it'll end like this. Y'all got to hush. I got to go to preach to them people. Maybe they'll get saved today, but y'all better hush. And then you walk in the church. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Y'all been there? But the enemy wants to wipe us out, our homes, our families, and I believe that now more than ever, he wants our minds. He wants our minds. I got a call just a few months ago, and it was from Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. I'm like, why are they calling me? The lady got on the line, Mr. Johnny, and she said, congratulations. I said, congratulations for what? She says, you have been selected as a hometown hero and we want to fly you up in an F-15E Strike Eagle. Whew. A girl from Nahana. I'll be honest with y'all, I was a little bit excited. I even cried. And then I cried some more because I recognized that I get sick in the back of our Toyota Camry. 
And I'm like, how am I going to do this? And so my first response to her, Richard, was no thank you. I'm, I'm so Thank you for this nomination, but I'm just going to be honest. Fear began to take over at Richard. What if it goes down? You know, what, what if this happens? Um, I left laundry. Um, the funeral people are going to come in. They're going to see that she has two piles. One is dirty. One is funky. Dirty means she can wear it one more time. And what if all this happens? And so I graciously said, I'll think about it, but I'm, I'm just not. Because of fear, because of panic, because of anxiety. And then I began to pray, and it was like the Holy Spirit was saying, look, the enemy is taking so many people and holding them here in their fear when I want them over here. I've got something I want to show you, Beverly, by being in that F-15E. I want you here, but you've got to release that fear to me. How do you do that? How do you release that fear when you've sat in a doctor's office like I have and they have said, Mrs. Weeks, I am so sorry, but we have found a lump. How, how do you release that? How do you release that fear when when it was your granddaughter that had called me and she had said, I have a fear of always being alone. And she had been rescued and she was doing good and she was serving and she was working and then she connected with a guy online. Miss Beverly, there's nothing wrong with me just going out and just having the drink with them, is there? Well, sweetheart, yes, there is. Because you are a recovering addict, and that drink could cost you your life. But I have a fear of being all by myself. That fear ended up taking her life because how many of you know fear causes chaos, causes confusion because it comes from the enemy? One of the hardest things for me to do was to stand by her body and identify her body and then call your eight-year-old granddaughter and say, I'm so sorry, but mommy's not coming home. Fear will cause chaos. And it will cause destruction if you don't have tools and resources. I'm going to give you a few steps today. How did I get through that fear? The first thing I had to do was to know my pilot. I met my pilot. They took me to Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. Her name was Feisty Tuma. I found out that Feisty, her parents, had been in a communist country, Czechoslovakia, 
And they actually broke free from Czechoslovakia, and that's how they entered, uh, entered here or came here to the U.S., and that's why she became a pilot, because she was so grateful for her freedom. But I had to get to know my pilot so I would spend time with her, find out what she liked, what she did. I have a question for you this morning. Do you know your pilot? It's one thing to be able to quote scriptures, to come to church every Sunday, to come in and out of the doors. It's one thing to have head knowledge. But do you have heart knowledge? That heart knowledge, Amy, will give you that peace that you were talking about earlier. It's a peace that you can't explain. It's a peace that came over me last week, Amy, when I got a call from an attorney. And he had called our case manager and he said, your safety has been compromised. Because one of the girls, Beverly, that y'all rescued, was involved in a huge gang that is shifting girls from here to all to New York City. And your safety has been compromised. I'm not going to lie to you. My first reaction was fear. But then I recognized that if I operate in fear... I can't accomplish what God really wants me to accomplish. And so, Amy, it was one thing to know who God is, but it was a more important thing for me to have the heart knowledge of who God is and to know without a shadow of a doubt that this did not take my God by surprise. That before I was even born, even born, my God knew that day would come. And that he still had his hand of protection upon me. A kind of protection that I'll be honest with you far surpasses any gun that I could ever hold in my hand. Any gun. I asked you today do you know who your pilot is? The next thing is I had to trust my pilot. I had to trust my pilot, that whatever I faced in those skies, she was going to give me what I needed. And so they took us in this training. They took us, there was a room of simulators. There was all kinds of things. And she told me, she prepared me, she says, you are going to face something called G-force. Anybody ever heard of G-force? She says, it will overtake you. It will make you feel so heavy. You will feel like you're going to pass out. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to breathe. How many of you know sometimes we need to just stop and breathe before we react? Because sometimes my reactions has got me in trouble because I didn't just stop to breathe. She taught me how to breathe. She says, I need you to do like this. From your diaphragm. Everybody do it. I love it. I did that and I ate a piece of fat back before I did it. 
when you're going through the G-force, I thought it looked stupid. And I was like, is it messing up my mascara? I mean, I'm like, whatever. Five of the smartest pilots you will ever meet were in the room with me. Now, Mrs. Weeks, this is what we need you to do. If the plane crash and you go through a power line, what did you just say? We need to prepare you if you crash. Now, here is the parachute. You just put your, here's the simulated parachute. You just put your little legs in there. And if you go through the power lines, I want you to make your body very skinny. And you will go right through the power lines. Skinny. <laughs> Y'all must not eat no fat back. <laughs> Teaching me everything. Teaching me everything. A good thing for you to eat before the flight tomorrow is bananas. I won't tell y'all why they said bananas. Okay. She gave me everything that I needed. Do you know that your pilot has given you everything that you need? And it's found right here. Verses like Proverbs 3, chapter 5, and verse 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Things are going to hit you in life. G-force will come at you. You will feel like it is going to wipe you out. I am confident that when God gave me this message, that there are people that are watching online right now and people that have walked into this room and you feel that and you feel that life is overtaking you and the enemy is trying to wipe you out. I want you to breathe and know that your pilot has given you everything, everything that you need. It's right here. Verses like I found that many years ago when I told you I was sitting in my car. And I knew the trafficker wanted me dead. I knew that they wanted to wipe me out. And the first thing that came to my mind is who will take care of my children? Who will take care of my husband? Who will take care of the girls that cry freedom missions? but I had got along with God that morning and I had found it and it was nestled in Isaiah 41.10 and it says, Fear not. Be not dismayed for I am your God. 
I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. The enemy is telling you you're not going to make it. You're not going to survive. But God sent me by to say, fear not. Fear not. My pilot gave me everything that I needed. If we want to overcome fear and lead a successful life, we have to get it from the Word of God. We have to get it from the Word of God. Travel day came, Richard, and they suited me up. I had my own helmet. I got in the plane, and I'll be honest, I just thought we would coast down to the end of the flight line and turn around and come back, and I would be all right with that. It didn't happen that way. It was four F-15 E-Strike Eagles straight in a row. It was me... It was the Goldsboro News Argus with the camera looking at me. It was another guy, and then it was more media on the fourth plane. There were two people, of course, you and the pilot. My pilot was in the front, and I was in the back. I'll be honest with y'all, I do not like the bumper stickers that says, Jesus is my co-pilot. Jesus is my pilot. And that day, I'll be honest with y'all, I am glad I was not the pilot. Matter of fact, they put me in the back seat. You better give up that fat back if you want to drive or ride in an F-15E flight because there won't much space in there. There was a little thing back there. She says, you want me to give you controls and let you have some control? Oh, uh-uh. No. No. Oh, this is enough for me. We were taxiing off. I saw my husband standing right there, Mr. Ray, with my two kids. I felt like I was telling goodbye like was more than the last day of kindergarten. I'm like, bah. <laughs> bah. We got up and whoosh. What just happened? Whew. All of a sudden, I went. Feisty said, Beverly, you're getting just a little dramatic on me. It's, we haven't hit any G-force yet. Any G-force. <laughs> we went up, and I kept going, and she's like, you better stop with the cook. What happened, Feisty? You passed out on me for just a little bit. I said, really? What were we doing? She said, I flipped you upside down because I wanted you to tell all those church people you had went upside down. Don't do that no more, Fosty. <sighs> By the time I said, don't do that no more, Fosty, she did it again. She did it again. She said, we're going to hit G-force. And, and, and I was like, woo <sighs> I just want to speak the name of Jesus. 
Because guess what? Fear was coming over me about then, Amy. I'm serious. I'm looking out and seeing the skies, and I'm like, Lord, I love you. And I know the glory train is coming, but I do not want to be the first one to get on it. Because I saw everything blue when I'd come back. And then we went supersonic down at Myrtle Beach. I said, what does that mean? She goes, for you, nothing, but it's supersonic. And then she says, you want, you want to go anywhere? I said, would you just let me fly over our city of Gold Spray? And let me pray over it. And would you just let me fly over Cry Freedom Missions? And pray over it. I brought some Bibles. And they're in my little bag you gave me. And I brought some flax. Feist. I'm flying with flags for every girl who needs freedom from the trafficker. Feist. I'm flying for every woman and every man that faces fear. Fear that their families are going to be wiped out. Fear that their children are not coming home. Fear that their businesses are not going to make it. Fear that no one loves them. Fear that the enemy is going to wipe them out because they're struggling with depression. And so feisty, I'm flying today with my flags and with my Bibles. Because I know God wants freedom for all of them. Freedom. She said, give it in flags. Pass them up to the front. Why feisty? We're going to fly them on the cockpit. We're going to fly them right up here with me. When God sets you free, you are free indeed. You will be free. My pilot gave me everything I needed. They're going to come and play. So I'll wrap it up quickly. Y'all know that means when they play, you have to hush. You know? <laughs> but I just know that there are some people even watching online today. And you've messaged me. And you need freedom freedom from that fear that anxiety that worry we flew it was an hour and 15 minutes I want y'all to know I passed out I did throw up and it was the most amazing ride of my life my pilot took me places that I've never dreamed before Your pilot will take you places that you've never dreamed before. It would not have happened 
it would not have brought me joy. I would not have known what to do when I faced what I faced. Because the challenges are going to come. G-force is going to come. Isn't it funny? I look at y'all so full of wisdom. When I had my son, I'm like, Lord, just give me 10 fingers and 10 toes. They brought him out to me. It was a, I'll be honest with y'all, it was a painful birth. Um, no medications for me and because I got there too late. And when they brought him out, he's not watching right now, y'all, because he's doing a baptismal service, so I can say this. I'm a terrible mom because I cried out, this is the ugliest baby I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> His head was stretched way long. Tyler had red hair. Can you believe he was born with red hair? Bright red hair. And I said, I'm so sorry, doctor, but you've made a mistake. <laughs> you gave me the wrong baby. The next day they brought him into me, Amy. <sighs> he was so handsome. The little head had filled out. He looked just like his daddy that I call the silver fox. And I thought, I'm never going to have to worry about my kids anymore. You know, <laughs> I still worry about them. Like, I have been coming to this church for seven years begging one of y'all to marry him. Um, he eats all our groceries. But we worry, don't we? I wonder who has walked in here today and God has put something on your heart that you need to do, but the enemy is attacking your mind with fear, with doubt, with worry. There's people in this room that have been wanting to start a business, but the enemy came at you with fear and doubt, and what if, what if this happens? What if you don't have the money for this? What, what, what if this happens? you gave up the dream of owning your own business because the enemy has wiped you out with fear. There are people that have wanted to write a book, be in the choir, be in ministry that are in this room. There are people watching me right now online. And God has called you to do something. But the enemy came at you with fear, doubt, worry. And God wanted you here. But sadly, you're stuck stuck here I'm asking you do you know your pilot if you know your pilot is today the day that you just seem to say look I'm, I'm ready to give it up I need to trust him that he's going to take care of it for me won't you stand with me bow your eyes bow your head and close your eyes for a moment The first question I want to ask is, do you know him? 
Do you actually have a relationship with Jesus? Or have you got to a place in life where you were just, you were like I was. You were trying to take control. You, you see, that is a lot of where my fear and anxiety come from. Is it's when I realize and recognize that I'm not in control. Do you know him? If you do not have a personal relationship, you have not asked Jesus to come into your heart or you have stepped away from Jesus, I want you to just slip your hand up and slip it down and just say, I want you to pray for me today. That I would have a personal relationship with Christ. If you don't know him, just slip your hand up, slip it down. Nobody's watching, nobody's looking. And just say, pray for me. Pray for me. I want a personal relationship with Jesus, anyone. Who is God calling today then to say, I want to relinquish this fear, this anxiety, this worry, depression, thoughts that I'm having? I want to relinquish it and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you with it today. No matter who's watching, no matter who's standing beside me, no matter what the voices are saying, God, today is my day to give it to you and to say, Lord, I'm going to relinquish this fear today. I'm going to give it to you. I want, while she is singing, I want you to not look around, but I want you to come. If you can't come by yourself, I want to pray for you. I want you to take the hand beside a neighbor and say, yes, I'm going to give it up. Yes, there are more that need to come. And just say, Lord, I want to give it to you. I want to give this fear to you. I want to give this anxiety. Lord, I want to trust you, to trust you. While she's singing, I want you to come.